everybody. This is Irvin with the District 3 Podcast. This is episode 112. I realized that last week, whenever I was uh, doing this, this podcast episode, uh, 111, um, I was slurring my words a lot for some reason. I couldn't say podcast. Um, so right now, even, even just saying podcast was kind of difficult for me for some reason. But um, I'm going to practice on that. This is episode 112. Today, we're joined by someone who's actually the co-owner of a local business you might know, Bites and Bowls, Sandra Carrasco. Thank you for joining us, Sandra. Thank you for having me. And um, today we're here to talk a little bit about both things, talk about Bites and Bowls, and then also talk about your uh, new role as director of Latinx, Latinx Business Development for the Forge Fund. Um, but a lot of people that are listening right now might know you specifically because of Bites and Bowls. Can we talk a little bit about that? I, I believe you told me that um, you initiated with the business idea for it back in 2018, and you are a co-owner along with your sister, Laura Carrasco, right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Uh, we opened in July of 2018, but this idea, we had it for, for years. Um, okay. It was in 2017 when we were like, okay, let's, let's work on this. Mm. Um, that's when my son was born, and I was taking some time off okay and and we started planning and i think the first week of january that's when we created the llc and we're like this is the year mm. we got the lease in april and there we had the opening in july of 2018. how um, do you how does how does that like i know you said you got the idea in 2017. uh do, does your family have like a, a history of, of business or is this something where you were just kind of like i want to try it um so Laura, my sister, she's really talented. Like anything okay. she cooks is really delicious. So oh, okay. I know the talent was in there. Uh, um, and it was me that had to do like the business part of it and the planning mm. and all of the yeah. boring stuff, <laughs> if you want to call it that way. Um, but my parents always run business businesses back in home. Okay. Um, and where are you from? Is, we're from Ch the state of Chihuahua. Okay. In a small, small town that there called South CU. Um yeah, I mean, they didn't have, like, big business, but they were always running something. Mm. Or, like, a fish store or, like, grocery store or something. Um, and then I, I moved here when I was 17. So, I was, technically, I always call myself I was pretty old. I was, <laughs> like, born and raised in Mexico. So, um, I always wanted to go back. Mm. But in 2017, I knew I was going to stay. Uh, and, I, and I decided to give it a try to, to start a business. So... Uh, I was... Do you, um, like, how do you pick that spot? How, how does that plan come about of picking that location where you're at, where you're at right now, which is, like, right next to, like, Acapulco, yeah. Mexican restaurant? Yeah, we're on the east side of Springdale. Um, so when we moved here, we moved to Springdale. Uh, we used to live on the apartments at the Electric Avenue. Mm. Um, that's the first apartment we got. And then there was not a lot of options that mm. you can eat. Yeah. Um, and we usually, because we went, I went to UFA, I usually was in Fayetteville most of the time. Um, when we were planning on opening, we needed a space that was like a thousand square feet because that was the space we could afford. Yeah. Um, and Laura, my sister, she knew she wanted it to be in Springdale. So we looked for about three months, four months, and we didn't have a lot of options. Um, and that's the, the space that became available. And you know, when you're opening a business, they always say like location is like really important for your business to succeed. And for, I mean, it's a good location. It's not bad. It's just, 
kind but of I get, hidden but I get it, in there. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it's a little bit hidden, right? Yeah, it is. But uh, people find it. I mean, in... And they love it, and they come back. And it's next to the gym too, right? It's yeah. next to the, uh, the anytime fitness. Anytime fitness. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, well, I've seen people literally come out of the gym and go go in there. Nah, some of them just stop buying it. There's money coming out of the out of the gym. So what was the uh, idea, like generally speaking, for uh, bites and bowls? Like, what did you have in mind back then? Like, what what did, I know it was obviously food, right? But I think one of the things that you've uh, kind of included now is there is like a little bit of like culture in there you know besides food y'all sell things there on the side i've seen clothes in there before yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so first for the for the part of the food um it's not like a real fusion food i mean it is because we do put some like mexican ingredients and we make the waffles and the savory waffles yeah. um so we came out with the with the own the our own menu um which is waffles are delicious i tried them for the first time like two months ago mm -hmm. and because I saw Myra eating them uh -huh. and she was like oh they're so good and I like I was like okay I'll try them and they were really good I yeah. was surprised yeah yeah they're they're really fulfilling um so we do keep like cajeta in our sweet waffles which is really Mexican ingredient mm. um we use a condensed milk but we always refer to it as lecherita because mm. it's the Mexican brand um and then during COVID you know it hits everyone so yeah. when in order to increase some of the sales, we start um, bringing some merchandise. And even before this, we had like some partnership like with those locals that will come and do some pop-up events. Yeah. Um, and we try to focus on the Latinx community because, mm -hmm. I mean, we're Latinas. Yeah. So we love bringing that to the business. And but I and think that you also, get, you also get like a lot of support from like white folks because like, yeah. I feel like everybody I feel specifically recently the Latinx culture has kind of become like trendy or cool, you know, like supporting not not just supporting Latinx people, but like I've seen I've seen like uh, I've seen people like that are white like wear uh, shirts in Spanish, you know. I've, yeah. I think I've seen one white person, for example, wear one of the white shirts that's, that uh, from the Dos Locas that says like mm -hmm. hablo español, mm -hmm. you know. So it kind of becomes trendy in a way, and you know, not only do y'all like have really delicious food, but people can go around and like possibly buy something else that's not food and just chill in that yeah. nice spot yeah yeah um as i said before we, we started the podcast we really didn't have any expectations on what was gonna happen yeah. um and this is not you are supposed to know your target and you're supposed to know your customer before you start right mm. but for us we kind of just give it a try and i want to say it's about 50 percent latinos 50 percent white americans Yes, and I think they're very like also supportive, right? Like the same, like the, the core group of the people that that go there, like I feel like are super supportive and constantly go there. Yeah, because I have regulars. Because yeah. I tell you that like I see a lot of like, my same like Instagram friends that are always going either to get like a like a healthy drink or like the waffles or like the my favorite is like the I forgot the name but it's the chipotle sandwich. The chipotle sandwich. That's my yeah. favorite. That's what I always what I always go for. Mm -hmm. Um, so how does it feel, you know, to have that support, you know, from those core people that constantly go? I mean, you honestly start seeing them as family and friends, you know, like I do sometimes message them on Instagram or like when I post, they, they reply and we always have the conversation. Um, going with them, I see them outside the business and I'm like, hey, how is it going? Mm. Uh, so... Honestly, it was like so surprising, especially during COVID. People became really, really supportive. Mm, um, yeah. It was like 
mind-blowing for us because February of 2020 was our highest month. And then, um, you know, business closes, you start yeah. doing just takeouts and stuff. But then by October, we were back to those sales because oh. people were just like really, really helping. And all those regulars. Um, and then down. y'all used to do community events too, right? I remember there being like some sort of, a, what was it? Was it during Valentine's Day or something? There was some sort of event where I saw like a group of like women have yeah. an event there. Um, mainly with those locusts, we, because we are so small, it's like a thousand square feet. So we were limited on the number of people. We usually just sell tickets um, and it's technically like a get together and talk and we play Loteria one time. Uh, what else did we do? The, like Latinas who mingle. Yeah, yeah. that's that's and what I saw there. Yeah, we were playing like chairs, you know, like that. That that's game. cool. <laughs> it was like fun. a baby shower kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, it was pretty fun. So, so we, right we, now, I mean, you you the business is still operating. You can still go support. It's in on Robinson Avenue in Springdale. What's the, what's the exact address of the location? Uh, sixteen oh two East Robinson. Sixteen oh two East Robinson Suite E in the middle of. Uh, Anytime Fitness and uh, Acapulco, Acapulco Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. So make sure you stop by and support. Um, but besides the business, besides Bites and Bowls, um, we want to talk a little bit about the new role that you have. Uh, was it one month or two months ago when you transitioned yeah, to this role? Th- almost, yeah, three months. Three months ago? Mm-hmm. And that's as the director of Latinx Business Development for the Forge Fund. Uh, and I know you talked, we talked a little bit about, about it when I saw you at that festival. Yes. And I came up to you. Um, but can you, can you talk? to the people that are listening today, um, just a little bit about what you're doing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you a little bit how I got there, and that will make a little bit more sense why okay. I'm there. <laughs> um, when we started the business, we reached out to a couple of banks, and technically we didn't get the funding we needed. Mm. Um, and we ended up getting a loan from my dad. That we are paying back. <laughs> We're almost yeah. done with that one. A lot of the people think it was like a gift, but no, mm. it was a loan. Um, and I was really persistent whenever I wanted to open the business. And something that really limited us at the beginning was getting that capital mm. um, to start the business. One, because we were seeking less than $50,000. Um, and two, because at that point, I was not working. I was a new mom. Mm. Um, so I didn't have that collateral that a lot of the banks would like to see, right? Like mm. you own your house or yeah. you have at least equity in your house. Um, but we made it work, and it, it, was, it was cool. Um, one of the reasons why we don't have a full kitchen, that's because we didn't have all the funding to mm. install a food kitchen. That's why we sell waffles. Okay. Um, so we tweak it around and uh, find a way. Immigrants they always find a way to yeah. like, make it work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're not giving me enough funding? Small kitchen for right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sell waffles, and I'm going to be hash brown waffles, hey. which is one of our best sellers. But no um, one else would know this unless you're like explaining it to them right now. And, yeah. You know, everybody's like, oh, they meant it. They, they wanted this place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did, yeah. and we created the venue based on the needs, right? Like, oh. um, of the constraints we had in there. So after we opened the business, People start reaching out and be like, oh, how, how is it going? Like, tell us about your story. Um, so I start connecting with a, with a lot of um, nonprofits and just people that support entrepreneurs. And one day I was talking to the executive director of the Forge Fund. Um, and he reached out to me because he wanted um, to for me to be part of the hiring committee for that position, the mm-hmm. director of Latinx Business Development. And I was like, well, I really think 
I like this position. At mm. that point, I was working for Norwest Health. So I have always had my full-time job besides mm. the restaurant. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, um, oh, so that's why you're not at the restaurant, like, all, a, lot, a lot of the time. Yeah. Does that, does that also have to do with, like, why you open up only certain hours at the restaurant? Well, yes and no. Because <laughs> um, y'all open, like, do y'all open, like, at 2 o'clock or, like, 1 p.m.? No, we open eight. We close at two. Okay. So we do breakfast and lunch mainly. Okay. So we do um, eight to two, and okay. we're close Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, me and Laura and I, we both are mothers. So yeah. like, you have to take. It's care a full time job in its own. Yeah, and um, you want to still have time for the family, right? Mm. So that's why we have limited hours, and then with having hard time like hiring people right now, we haven't been able to expand more hours. Um, but yeah, technically, if we both were in the business, we would be able to open more hours. Mm-hmm. But because I, I work full time, uh, and the reason why I work full time is when you see the numbers of a small business, the first and the, the first and second year, you're not gonna make enough money. Mm. Um, you that have sounds. a lot of expenses, so I always, I'm a numbers person. Yeah. So from the beginning, I knew there was not gonna be enough income. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went and took a full time job. Okay. So I was doing this full-time job, um, and I was talking to Philip, which is now my boss, and I say, yeah, I want to apply for the position. And technically what Forge does is microloans. So if I knew about Forge whenever we were uh, opening by Timbos, they would probably be well. Was it available back then? Yeah. It I has was? been around since 1988. Oh, okay. They are in Huntsville. But it's like, uh, it's like the outreach part. It's like yeah. if someone had outreach to you or like the resource was available in the community more like visibly like you said you know you would have probably applied for it and i guess that's kind of why now you're in this role yes yeah yeah, yeah. that's now my, part of my job just letting people know that that's available that um i a lot of the times a bank may not want it's not that they no want to it's simply they have parameters that you have to feed Mm. And one of them is you have to have the collateral, you have to have a minimum uh, credit score. Um, and at Forge, we run as a nonprofit, which okay. gives us more flexibility when we're talking about credit score, we don't have a minimum. Uh, when we talk about collateral, there may be different programs that you can use to put some of those. Um, is there a, a limit as to how much a person can get, you know, um, yes. like as a loan? Yeah, the limit is $50,000. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I like to see Forge as um, between Akiva loan, because Akiva loan is $15,000. It's crowdfunding. And before a traditional bank. Okay. Traditional bank usually is, they, again, I'm not, don't quote me on this, but they yeah. usually start with like $200,000, $100,000. Okay. Um, so it's like a little bit in between gotcha. and the goal is um, because when you are in business usually you all you generate but at the same time debt can help you grow your business right mm-hmm. so you are going to always be <coughs> growing and maybe seeking some debt so maybe your second or third loan can be with a bank and how does that work in regards to like paying it back like once once you qualify for that under um, the, the forge fund mm-hmm. and like at what point do people pay it back is it different for everybody is well the, we just have two different uh, type of loans uh, one is uh, five years at five percent mm-hmm. uh, so it's just like a regular loan um, and then because of the pandemic we start offering uh, six months of just interest only 
um, and it's really good because when you're starting a business, you don't have a lot of that cash flow coming mm-hmm. in the first six months. So yeah. then you can just be paying the insurance. And the other one is um, seven years. We can actually do it maybe eight years, depending on the person and how much they want their payment to be. And that is a little bit more of interest. It's 6.95 interest in there. But um, so Forge does have like multiple we call it buckets of money. Mm-hmm. We have the federal money that is like SBA money. Uh, and then we have the community fund that is just local investors or like they don't have to be local, but just investors, they have their money in there and we have access to it and people can borrow it from there. Well, that's cool. So how does how do people go about applying for, the, for these loans? So one, they can um, reach out to me. They can go to the website and it's forgefund.org and download the application, fill it out, and that's the first step. You can just send it to us. Again, a lot of the time with the Latinx community, they, they like that person-to-person interaction. Yeah. So I actually meet with them and then fill out the applications together. Okay, so you're the mm-hmm. main person who would work with them on this application. Yeah, I work through all the process and then I pass it to the underwriter uh-huh. who makes the decision mm-hmm. and then we do the closing. So, um, in regards to like the outreach that you've, that you've started, like since you began with this organization three months ago, mm-hmm. um, how does that outreach look like? Like, I, I know one of, I know one of them, obviously I've seen you at the, at like the festivals, you yeah. know, a tabling, is that kind of what it looks like right now of you doing outreach or is there other ways that I'm, that I might not be aware of? Um, let me just tell you, it's the hardest thing I have ever done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm really technical, and most of my other jobs have been, like, technical. You solve the problem, and you're good to go, right? Yeah, yeah. Over here, it's like, you're never done. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we we started doing um, community events. Mm-hmm. Um, and just with the Latinx community, like, my, we did Maria Pichu Festival, we did Arkansas Salsa. What else? And then the other Muertos that was there, um, delivering some flyers couple of interviews um, in the TV with Univision. What else have we done? The District 3 podcast. <laughs> right here. That's what I'm doing right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, and just talking to, to people and letting them know what is available. How has the feedback been so far, from, specifically from Spanish-speaking only people, if you've, if you've had interactions already with, with folks? Yeah. Um, most of them are like really surprised that this thing exists like they never yeah. heard about forge so they are um they're really happy to see it um but i still see a lot of the time i usually work with like a couple like it's always like wife and husband yeah, yeah. and then they discuss yeah. <laughs> all every single uh, aspect of the application together and then um and for the latinx community debt sometimes we see it as a bad thing we don't mm. see it like a tool to grow your business mm. most of the time. And I see it a lot of the time when we run their credit reports, like they don't have any debt. Mm. And you can see like they pay their last vehicle like two years in advance because yeah. they just don't want to have any, any debt. So it's just, it's, that's a challenge in the way that people just don't want to have that debt. Mm. Um, but again, everyone runs their business the way they want to run their yeah. business. But it's also good to know that um, for people to know that there is some resources available. Can you talk a little to. bit about, you know, you mentioned that if you knew back then about this uh, program, 
that you would have applied. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how you feel personally that would have made a difference in your, um, like starting your business? Yes, um, it will have done a lot of, uh, a big difference, I think. Uh, one, because when you start with really little, small like capital, like you don't have everything you need, it's really hard to grow because you reach your capacity and then you have to reevaluate re and then modify mm. and then reach your capacity again. So if you are able to plan and operate in a point where you have no, not infinite capacity because that's never gonna happen, right? But where the numbers make sense, it's a lot easier because it gets really, in a way frustrating when you're like selling but at the same time you know you cannot sell more because that's all you can do especially mm -hmm. in a restaurant for us is rush hour right like yeah. lunch time or like mm -hmm. in the weekends it means that like 10 to noon um when we started we only had like i think if i remember like six thousand dollars for electrical so I have a limit on the number of outlets I needed. And again, mm. I'm running the business with waffle makers. Mm. So it took me like a little bit longer to be able to save the extra money to install the extra outlets I needed. You know what I'm saying? So These are little things you don't think about. I just thought that y'all just like, you know, y'all found a way to get the money to start and everything was good. You know, and you're no. telling me over here like, we need some more outlets. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, like a lot of the time, like, oh, we can do so many things. Like, I don't have an outlet. And think, mm. honestly, I used to do like layouts and be like, okay, I have this outlet here, this outlet here. Like, how oh, am man. I going to plan this layout? Did you have to use a lot of those like extensions where you plug in a bunch of different... Well, that's not supposed to happen. Oh, you're not because supposed to do that? It, it can cause like an accident, oh, like a fire, a fire. or something oh, like that. Yeah. So, and again some of these waffle makers pull a lot of amps i mean mm -hmm. i'm getting too technical over here yeah, yeah. but it's not that you can pull two waffle makers in one mm. um, outlet so it's like how it's connected on the breaker mainly you can have a lot of outlets but if it is connected to the same yeah it's just gonna Oof. man that's a lot to think of but like... so yeah but if you have the capital you can make sure <coughs> um all those things are taken care of and mm. then you don't have to be like spending concerned. your time which is really valuable definitely um, definitely so um you talk about how you just mentioned how it would make a difference um if you would have applied now what are some of the most commonly asked questions that you get from folks that you talk to about this program that maybe we can you know discuss with the listeners that are listening in today um the most common question is always the interest rate so it's five percent or 6.95 depending on the time period that you want um your loan to to be for what else do they all usually ask um how long does it take to to get approved um technically i work with the person throughout the application and every case is different so if you are just have your application and you are ready and you have the business plan and everything it will take about two to three weeks um if you are just starting it will take a lot of more like I call it homework because mm -hmm. we have to have like more realistic numbers on what is going to be projected that you're going to be sell selling mm -hmm. so that may take a little bit longer okay like, um, so you are pretty much open now for um, for applications anybody can contact yeah. you through Facebook do you have a specific email where people can reach out yeah, to you? yeah they can reach out to me to Sandra S-A-N-D-R-A at forgefund.org okay 
So uh, for everybody listening that's thinking about starting a business or not even folks that are starting a business, people it can be people that already have a business, right? That, yeah. What mm -hmm. there, There's no like guidelines or any kind of like rules in regards to who um, asks for money. You can, but it's, it's strictly for business. business. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And is it strictly for Arkansas? Yes, Arkansas. Uh, we do serve a little bit of Oklahoma and South Missouri. Mm. And what are some of your goals that you that you have for this position? You know, like it can be goals that you might have for like outreach or or events that you might have in regards to like how to connect with the community. Are there anything that you've already kind of thought of that you want to do in this position um, to reach out to people more? Yeah, I mean, technically, well, it will be just making more loans. And by making more loans, it doesn't mean to be like the $50,000 loans. Um, even a $20,000 loans will make a big impact mm -hmm. because I know that pe person or uh, that business wouldn't have access maybe in a bank. Um, and also, when I started, Forge has around 300 active loans in their portfolio, and only three of them were Latinx. Okay. And all of them from Central Arkansas. So I think the the Latinx community needs to know that these resources are available. Because, you know, like there are Latinx-owned businesses all over Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. And, uh, and we serve the full estate. Okay. Well, there you go. So mm -hmm. anybody that's interested either in opening a business or already has a business and wants to reach out for uh, to be able to get this loan that... You know, like Sandra was able to help her, would, would have helped her if she would have been able to, uh, if she would have known about it back in, in when she had this original plan in 2017 or when she opened Bites and Bowls in 2018. So reach out to her. She's giving you her email. Can you repeat it one more time, Sandra? It's Sandra, S-A-N-D-R-A, -A, at ForgeFund.org. Okay. Or you can find her on Facebook, and she's under Sandra Dalgal Carrasco. Dalgal, uh-huh. On Facebook, on Instagram. You don't want people to reach out to you in the Bison Bulls <laughs> Instagram. You yeah. can. You can? Okay. I don't know my Instagram. I don't know. You, you can you probably know. just look up Sandra Carrasco and she'll pull Yeah, up. it's probably Sandruca. Uh -huh. Just because that's my nickname I have back I home. did tell her there's another Sandra Carrasco in Springdale. Yes, there so is might, another one. You might pull up another one, uh, <laughs> but uh, you can look her up on Facebook if you want to match the, the profile pictures. Um, but going back to Bison Bulls, mm -hmm. um, it's been open for, for three years now. Um, and has become, in my opinion, a success. Um, look, looking forward, you know, we're, we're getting a little bit better. Oh, I guess we're getting a little bit better past, like, the pandemic and stuff, but you just never know, right? But um, plans that you have for the, the restaurant, ideas that you might have, or, or anything that you just want to let people know about, you know, what Bites and Bulls is doing uh, currently in, in the area. We in the are, community in general. We're planning a remodeling to be able to accommodate more people. We thought about a second location. I just don't think it's happening. Yeah. Um, just because I have this job and yeah. everything. Um, we may extend some hours in there as we build um, a team that can handle all the hours. And um, we're just there for the community so if anyone wants to reach out also for bites and bowls and be like oh i have an idea i have like a partnership um we're always welcoming everyone and we we love working with with new people so reach out you know if it's it can either be because of the loan or you just want to work with bites and bowls uh you know like sandra today and her sister laura uh they're great people that are trying to con give back to the community 
and I see personally, you know, them working with different community partners uh, on different things, whether it being events or, or uh, you know, merchandise and stuff like that. So, uh, and there's people in the community that really support them because they've seen, you know, how much they give back and how much they care about supporting each other. And I think that's super important, you know, as a community to kind of support each other in their own, mm -hmm. like, it can be business ventures, it can be uh, any kind of like community event that you're organizing. Let's support each other. Let's be there for one another. Make sure you stop by Bites and Bowls open Monday through Friday? No. No? Okay. Well, what are the, what are the <laughs> Thursday, hours? Thursday to Monday. We're Thursday closed Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and we're open 8 to 2. 8 to 2. Stop by, get that Chipotle sandwich that I always get because it's delicious. Or one of the healthy, uh, what's the green drink? That's the one that I always get when I go. That's, um, that's healthy. Yeah, <laughs> it has yeah. some like celery, pineapple. What has that, like that naked juice? It's really good. Mango and yeah, pretty good. So no, we don't add any sugar on all these smoothies. So a lot of the people from the gym, especially, are like, yeah. "Oh, do you put add sugar in there?" And I'm like, "No, okay, then let me take some." <laughs> Yeah. So stop by. If you're going to stop by Acapulco, Mexico, make sure you stop by um, Bites and Bones yeah. as well to be able to, <laughs> to get some he a healthy drink or, or some healthy meals. Um, they have, like I said, delicious food. Myself and my wife, Maya, are always stopping by and purchasing something, and they're good people. So let's support good people. Thank you, Sandra, for being here today. Oh, and thanks for, talking for having me. And uh, we look forward to kind of you know having you back in the future and just kind of see where this role kind of has developed you know within the past within the next few months and and also just to kind of get an update about bites and bowls in the next few months you know just to see how it grows and and uh, hopefully y'all are able to to remodel and hopefully in the future y'all are able to get that second location yeah let's see <laughs> <laughs> let's see if that's what we actually get it, it done. we actually get we're, putting, it done. we're putting that energy out there the energy. yes and thank you all for listening. That was episode 112 of the District 3 Podcast. My name is Irvin, and we'll catch you all next week.